0: get it going let's get it going midweek european action uh we'll quickly get into that and then we'll do the premier league action this weekend yeah but um so we'll start do, no we already talked about man city right because you guys played tuesday and we did a tuesday pod correct
1: yeah 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 we talked a little bit about the Dortmund game yeah there's not much to talk about yeah anymore.
0: that was a boring game zero zero um, But, yeah, La Liga took a hit in the Champions League, huh? Oh. Xavi's boys. Xavi's boys. Bad. And uh, Atletico, too, with a dramatic finish. Uh, dramatic finish in Tottenham as well with um, Sporting, 1-1 one, one draw. And then Arsenal stinks it up at PSV. Where do you want to start?
1: I want to start by telling you a story.
0: Can I okay. tell you a story? All right.
1: Are you familiar with the name of Maro Icardi? Yes. Are you familiar with his wife, Wanda Icardi? No. Wanda is a famous Argentinian model. And,
0: oh, I saw the story, but yeah, keep going.
1: This is the story of them and how they met. So it starts with his childhood hero, Maxi Lopez. Which he loved and he was actually A player, youth player with him Icardi was with him at Barcelona mm-hmm. And they meet The Argentinian pair up They end up later in their career At Sampdoria In Italy Where they strike up a close friendship And Mauro, and Mauro enjoys The family so much that him That he joins Maxi And his wife Wanda On, the, on, on vacation yeah, their friendship turns sour when it emerges that Maro and Wanda were secretly fucking mm. Wanda leaves her husband and she eventually becomes with Icardi. They become a powerful kind of like a football couple because she ends up turning her becoming an agent. She ends up getting her license, doing everything to be officially an agent. So she is an agent. Icardi moves to Inter Milan and in April of 2014 comes up against Lopez's Sampadoria in a game dubbed the Wanda Derby. As the the teams line up, Lopez refuses to shake Icardi's hand, but Marro trumps trumps him again and scoring twice in a 4 0 win while Lopez misses a penalty. Yikes! In his head, bro. Five months after divorcing Maxi, Wanda marries model in an intimate ceremony in Buenos Aires. In the ultimate stepdaddy power play, Icardi then gets the name of Maxi's kids tattooed on his arm. And just for shots at him, they released, because he's in the French League now, because he ends up going to PSG, later when Maxi starts to commentate mm-hmm. and he starts talking shit on him in the media just about his play and how he's not performing to his contract and all that stuff. The Dirty Dozen, PSG star Maru Icardi, quote, rumps with, unquote, stunning wife Wanda Nara, uh, Nara 12 times a day, but, un- but not when he loses, quote, unquote. So just to throw it out there, alongside the punishing bedroom schedule model also appoints wanda as his agent and she somehow finds the energy to wangle him a big money move to psg but this is and i don't know what the year is turns out model not being a loyal man himself while he was playing for psg cheats on wanda with a rival argentinian model and her name is gina suarez Wanda hires a private detective when thinking that Maro is cheating on her. On him, goes to the goes through the DMs and catches him red-handed. They split up. Wanda goes nuclear, posts a pic, photo of him, and, and in Spanish says, "Another family you have ruined for a slut." <laughs> so she basically called her for called herself a slut. Yeah, Mac- weird maxi lopez on ig post a picture of himself laughing and uh the caption is do you believe in karma <laughs> uh they basically go at it Moral surfaces on argentina tv when they're acting all dramatic like this fucking prima donna like this reality television um Story gets crazy with the police and some sort of woman claiming something as their uh, uh, nanny, but whatever. I'm going to skip that part at, for the sake of time. The Wanda still manages to get a loan for him to Galatasari and he ends up playing there. Wanda and him are breaking up, so she returns to Argentina. And she ends up, which I think this is the part of the story where you've probably heard now, Wanda ends up going back to Argentina and doing a video with an upcoming artist in which she's filmed in the video naked with him in the bed and them kissing. And the name of the song is El, oh, El Ultimo Romantico. <laughs> so this man makes this song. motto goes AWOL, goes crazy. This is how it turns back to football now. Motto goes crazy, leaves Galatasaray training. Meanwhile, mind you, he's on loan. So it's not like it's all like a foregone conclusion, his deal, his money's all guaranteed and everything. Leaves, he's in Argentina, and him and her just going through all this prima donna bullshit, crazy drama shit. And he left all because of that video. Yeah. yeah. that's Dramatic.
0: I think uh Lucas Torreira is that Galatasaray. sorry. That's funny. Yeah. What a Pretty fucking loud. debacle. Yeah. That uh that's a ridiculous story. I saw something about that the other day, but yeah, that was funny. Anyway, uh where did you say you wanted to start with the Champions League? I don't know, man. Um we can probably start with Fraud Salona. I think <laughs> it's
1: we called it's it funny. Right?
0: We said they were gonna get slapped at home. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I have I have so many negative things to say about them. I, I think it would be a little rash to fire them. I think that's probably the only positive thing I would say, because first off, they're liars, right? Don't tell me you're, it was a plan. It, it you know it's not a not a long term plan when you sign Lewandowski. It's not a long term plan when you're linked to other big boy names who are obviously yeah, coming out. Yeah, and. I think you've been really good about crediting teams like United and Barcelona for having that name, right? They'd still have that pool. You can say what you want about them, but they they still have that ability to go get those players. But I ultimately mm-hmm. think to what avail because, and how long can you still have that pool when it starts to become more obvious that you really shouldn't have that pool? Uh, the Frankie de Jong thing still kind of sits troubling with me because it it, it it really speaks to how they're going to hold someone who's quality already on their roster. And it just tells me that it's about a front office who's just so all about the grass on the other side when they don't even really quite understand what they're standing on themselves. Now, I'm not saying it's all beautiful, but I would say some of it's got patches that are as beautiful as fucking center field Yankee Stadium. So it's as good as it can be. And damn, I just said the Y word, even though when I said I wasn't going to fucking say it, I said, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I just, I don't know that that's my take on Fraud Solono. They're just, they're horrible. And uh, I okay. love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. Out of the champions league into the Europa league. So we'll see who they will be playing. That is the second time in a row ever since Messi left. They have been in the Europa league, not in the group stages of the champions league. So, yeah, uh, interesting stuff because, I I don't know, like you said, it's not a a long-term project if you're telling Lewandowski, hey, leave Bayern Munich, who is in the round of 16 and always is, Uh um, leave them to come over here. And, yeah, we're we're like in a three-year project. So (laughs) they're just trying to, and they also forfeited future revenue to use it currently to get guys like Lewandowski, Rafinha, and all those guys, Kounde, that they got in transfers this this summer. So, yeah, yeah, that's nonsense. It seems like they are more of a mess than United. I feel like United has, while their plan is kind of mixed when you're bringing in guys like Casemiro who want to wing now, but yeah. I feel like man, United has the right mix of young players and old older players. And they have a manager that, you know, they, they are willing to uh, sit and wait with Ten Hag and, and get results with. But I, I don't know. With Barcelona, you know, like we said it on here, what was the last manager's name uh, for, for Barcelona that was horrible? You know, Javi's uh, record now is, is worse than his. Um, Coleman. What was his name? Coleman. Coleman, yeah. It's worse than his now. So I'm not really sure, man. Um, you know, and this club was bankrupt not too long ago and they just did a deal where they're forfeiting future revenue. So it could get ugly again. This is a loss of massive, massive revenue for Barcelona, at least 20 million. I mean, if you go further in Champions League, you're getting more. So yeah, um, with that said, I do not want to see them in Europa and then we can go there because (laughs) um, they still have quality. I mean, Lewandowski can bang a hat trick at any moment. That's certainly possible. Koundé is a great defender. Um, you know, Rafinha and Dembele on the wings, they're problems at all times. Dijon, great CDM. So they can get it together in a, in a in a tournament. So, yeah, I definitely still don't want to see them with that said. And then we'll go to Arsenal, who put up a disgraceful concerning performance against PSV. 2-0 um, loss. Coulda, woulda, shoulda been more. Uh, There was three goals called back from offsides. So thank God for VAR. Uh, Not something we say a lot, but, yeah, if it wasn't for VAR, it would have been 5-0, and it was bad. Xavi Simmons is a fucking baller. Um, That kid is fucking good at 19 years old. When you give him space, he will tear you up, and he had a lot of space. And this was a result that was a long time coming. We've been playing lethargic football for a while now. And, you know, we give Arteta and Edu credit for some of their signings recently. But, uh, you know, we have to look at some contracts they gave out. Um, We have to look at some transfers they've done. Four in particular. Maybe a few more. But but four I want to focus on. Extending Rob Holding. They gave him a contract extension. Why? He's terrible, 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 terrible. Never, ever been called up to England. The guy is a championship center back, period. He sucks. He's terrible. Eddie Nketiah, he is a championship striker. And there's a weird thing with the Arsenal fan base. And especially online, I say one negative comment about Eddie Nketiah, and they all want to back him and come to his defense. I'm sorry. Is he like disabled or something that, you know, we're not allowed to criticize him? He's no. average, period. Go in, go to the championship and you'll have a great career. Why is that so bad to say? This is the Arsenal Football Club. You look at every, and and I hate the excuse, oh, well, that's what you get with a backup striker. Um, Tottenham have Richarlison. Man City have Alvarez. Man United have Martial and Rashford. So, you can do better backup striper. I just named four off the top of my head that are better backup strikers. Yeah. Um, Newcastle have Isak and Callum Wilson. So, that's a stupid fucking response to that. I, I don't get the defense of Eddie and Ketia. He had a purple patch last year and they gave him 100K a week and the number 14. Horrible mistake by Mikel Arteta. The guy is bang average. And I hear a lot of excuses. Oh, he's not playing. He is playing enough. He plays 20 to 30 minutes in every Premier League game. And he's starting every Europa League game. He's just not good. Get the fuck over it. And he should not be the second striker at Arsenal. Period. And it's a problem now. Sambi Lakanga, $17 million transfer. The guy is useless. Completely useless. He looks timid out there. He has no positional awareness. He's weak on the ball. He gets pushed off the ball easily. An awful transfer. And the fourth one. Fabio Vieira for 35000000 million. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, but I don't see why we did that. We have much me. more needs. He's weak. He gets pushed off the ball. Now he is... He, he does have some needs. He does have some attributes, I should say, that are useful. He has good vision. He puts in good crosses. He seems to have an eye for a goal as well. But in these Europa League games against second-rate Dutch team, PSV, they do have some good players, don't get me wrong. But, you know, this isn't like this isn't like we're playing top European teams. We're playing PSV. And just invincible out there. Completely invincible. And you spent thirty to forty million on him. I don't know. I'd rather have a DM. I'd rather have Yuri Tielemans as a as a as a center mid instead of Sambi Lakanga. That's almost fifty, almost sixty million you spent on Sambi Conga and Vieira. Mm, I don't know about that. That seems very wasteful to me. Very, very wasteful. And then the 100k a week on Eddie and Ketia, and then a Rob Holding extension. These guys are not good enough to play at Arsenal, and it shows every time we have to play our bench. It it, it just looks like a completely different team. In the
1: in in the four that you mentioned, is Fabio the shortest in duration of time? Just because he recently just got there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I might be jumping a gun on him a little bit, but no. I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing why we spent... We need we need a bench now. We don't need him to develop for next year. We need a bench now. So, so... He looks not ready for the Premier League. He looks not ready for Arsenal. We need a bench now. I look at the bench and I see Eddie Nketiah, Not good enough. No. Not good yeah. enough. I see a hurt Emil Smith-Rowe, and I see Fabio Vieira doesn't look ready for the premier league he 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 looks like he's 100 pounds soaking wet we need a bench now
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't disagree with i don't disagree with the overall premise um the one that i'm kind of like let's put him to the side you're not going to get any fight out of me about holding and in ketia i think we've seen enough we've seen enough we know that they're not I get, i've seen
0: enough I'm, I, I get sick to my stomach when i see them
1: yeah i get ultimente vibes when i hear those names when i hear oh that's my term by the way of a player that you've had on your roster where you're just like you know he's not good enough for here anymore and you continue like the moment you see him on, on the starting 11 you're like fuck how do i get out of mm-hmm. this contract Like, it's horrible. That's that's Otamenti vibes for me because that's what he was for me. I never, ever liked Nicholas Otamendi. He was always problematic for me at center back, always just reaching out of nowhere, lunging in the horrible places. He was Harry Maguire before Harry Maguire for me because he was, like, the person where we would win games and he would step up in the wrong spot, and I'd be like, well, there it is. We're drawing, or now we're going to lose because of this fuck doing dumb shit. Uh, So I hear you. And, And Kintia, for sure... I just, from an outsider, I just don't trust it, man. He shoots, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, I don't know what I he don't. does.
0: I no, don't. I'll, he's not I'll a good shooter. You. Yeah, he's not a good passer. He right. doesn't have good movement in the box. I don't know what he does. I don't know yeah. why they gave him a contract. I really don't. You'll fight me uh, on who? Who are you fighting me on? Sam? I'll, I'll, no, no, done? no. I'll
1: I'll fight who you on the that fact right? that you compared that you compared the fact that. Yes, you are right in thought that Rashford is better off the bench as a bench option for United. But on any yeah. given day, on any given day, if you just look at the shots, don't show me the player. Just let me like take the player out and show me the shot. And Kittia and Rashford are somewhat damn identical. Like It's mm. crazy- I just don't, both of them are players I don't trust. The only one I would give a shooting edge to is Rashford because I feel like he can shoot a curler. Like if he's like on edge of the box, I feel like I would give Marcus Rashford the edge on being able to hit a curler or like we just recently saw, I think he'd be able to hit a header kind of thing.
0: He he scored against Liverpool. He scored against Arsenal. Two big games that year, three goals. That's way better than anything Nketi has done. Nketiah yeah, has sure. not have one Premier League goal. He he has two Europa League goals, and like I said, he started every Europa League game, and he only has two Europa League goals. He's not even getting, uh, you know, for for a striker, if you're a good striker, if you get one goal for every two games, right? That's like the the benchmark for a good striker, one goal for every two games. Yeah. Okay. And Rashford's pace is a problem. He he he's he's fast as shit. So that pace is better than any attribute that Inceta has. He's not fast. He can't head the ball. So I I just don't get it. And, yeah, I mean, another thing too, fatigue. I I, I don't understand why they're fatigued in October. That's also another bad sign for the season. So I really, and we could could go to Premier League now because unless you have anything to say about the the European games, but um, I really need to see a response this weekend. I really do because – you know, it's it's okay to go through bad form. Every team's going to go through it. And at the end of the day, we're still 6-1-1 and so far in October. Yeah. I'll take yeah. that any day of the week. However, there's, the, the performances have been concerning ever since that Leeds game. We've been off of it. So I need a bounce back this Sunday. I need one. If we don't bounce back, like, I need a 3-0 against Nottingham Forest. It's a home game. We wow. should be able to roll them over. And then roll over Zurich midweek Thursday to top the group in Europa, and then we got Chelsea at the Bridge. So I need a response. I need a response. The good news is we're winning the XG battle still, so we're still creating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're still doing that. But yeah, I need a response. I I you might you might get
1: some pushback from your own fan base about the notion that it's win now that I need a bench now. Why? I think. Well, I think some of you guys, some of the Arsenal fans, wouldn't have expected this season to go this way. I think what you would have expected is let's let's see how we attack, let's contend, but top of the league in October, I don't think anyone would have expected this. And now, with with all it does, it's not a bad thing, right? This is all good. It's a good pro. These are what I call good problems. Like it's a good problem to know that you have exceeded the expectations for winning now. So now it, it it expedites the transfer expectations. Now you're looking at, oh, well, before you were next summer, let's look at transfers, what contracts end, or who might be coming up on a buyout clause, whatever. Now it's what can we get in January that can help us solidify this run at the end of the year? I think that's a fair and a good problem to have. So you're going to have some of the fan base that are just kind of like, well, why would we do that? Let's just kind of keep the pace. And to that person, I say, that's a little bit of loserism in you. <laughs> you can't adapt, my guy. You can win the league. You Mm-mm. can win the
0: league. You have no. the talent. No, no, no. Fly no, out. Just- no. We don't have the bench to do it. You have to have a great bench to do it. Look at the difference so- in, the, in our benches. Okay, yeah. full at full strength. So we can put Smith Rowe in there just to prove the point, okay?
1: No, I I I, I
0: agree.
1: Okay, how the fuck are we
0: going to do that? And plus, let me say this as well: if if any of my uh, Arsenal fans tell me that oh we don't really need a bench to achieve our goal, well, what's the goal? The, The goal should be top four this season. Quite frankly, if we get it by getting fourth, I don't fucking care. But we need Champions League. We need Champions League. And you have to have a good bench to to get Champions League. Last year, Tottenham had a shitty bench and still got Champions League. But let's look at things now. Man United's in the mix. Their bench is better than ours. Tottenham's in the mix. They got a better bench this year. They added Richarlison. You know, they did that. Even though I think their bench is still pretty weak, you could still say it's as good as ours. Newcastle's there. You need a good rotation to get top four. So we, we... we still need players now, and I'm not seeing it from Vieira. They put him on the right in the Europa League game. He does not have the pace to get behind fullbacks. Mm-hmm. So he needs to cut in, and it just doesn't work with the way we play. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I don't know what his his, his ideal position would be Cam, but, but Odegaard's there. And they're like Odegaard's better right now. So, I mean, it's nice to have a backup for Odegaard. You know, he played that one game at Brentford, and he played – pretty good there. So that's good. Yeah. But but however I was pissed off at the transfer deadline, right? Yeah. There's sure. But backup for Thomas Partey and backup for Saka is way more important. When mm-hmm. we play our bench, there's nobody that can do anything. When you put Smith Rowe there, it would make a difference. But it's not like Smith Rowe's not really going to create for himself, right? So if he's in there with Anketia and Fabio Vieira, is he really a difference maker? That's my thing. So, yeah so it's are- going to be huge because yeah. we need to just get through these next four, five games. Yeah, get through them. Nottingham Forest, the toughest game is Chelsea. Like, and like I said, Brighton and the Carabao Cup. I do not fucking care about that game. <laughs> I don't. Don't fucking play anybody. Play Ketia Holding, and and all those bums that I didn't, that I just said I'm not happy with. Play them. And they I don't get care. You a win? I don't <laughs> care if we get rolled 3-0. No, hell no.
1: Well, right, we'll, get you
0: right we'll play that tournament. They're not in Europe, so yeah. they'll play full strength. So we'll probably yeah, lose that going game. For it. Yeah, they'll go for it, and we'll probably lose it. And I go, sure, no problem. We're, we don't have the we don't have the depth to, to go full strength and and try to win every competition. So we have to punt one. And I'm not punting the FA Cup. I'm not punting Europa, and I'm not punting Premier League top four period. So we have to punt one. Carol Cup go out there have a good time. So you get to you you get what you want in the January
1: window. <clears throat> you are sitting on top of the league going into the January half of, of the of the season and you just won the window by getting the the backups that you like. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That is where I say the premise is you can win the league.
0: And the if reason we're still, why I, if yeah. we're still, before I say if we're still top of league in January and we get in a winger and a DM, then we can have the conversation. But I mean, yeah. who are we going to get? I mean, that's the other thing. Oh. January is a tough transfer window, so it, it could be tough. It's going to be lit. It's going to be so lit.
1: I have so many teams getting involved and engaged. I mean, we know how much the World Cup is going to matter, but you have so many people kind of prepping for that window now. I mean, yes. I've seen a, a lot more buildup to talks about certain players and scouts being at other leagues. It's been crazy already. But, I mean, I really think – and here's the other premise. you, We all know no team can do it all in one window, Right. You can't go out mm-hmm. there and go sign four to five players unless you're fucking what? What's the bottom of the uh, league team? The team that non enforced. Not enforced, but yeah, it's not working out for them. Exactly, exactly. So, and and, to, and not to mention, they probably got a couple freeze in there. They couple got a, a huge surplus of money because they came into the league. So I, I can't really speak intelligently to their finances, but they did it. But it's not. It's it's not sustainable. It's not workable. So. Arsenal didn't do that. I would say they had a really good summer window. You brought in the players that we've already kind of hit on. You can't do it all in one window. Now, we know you were frustrated before the window closed, and I would agree in the frustration because there could have been a couple more moves that could have strengthened exactly what you're bitching about right now, which is so valid that they if they would have gotten at least one DM to help out there, Things maybe would even look undefeated right now, but everything is still looking good. And with the state of where you guys are, you Edu, Arteta, I'm very confident they're gonna be in an Amoeba and conform and get more progressive, more attacking, more trying to figure out what we're gonna do in this next window to kind of catapult this back end. I really don't I if someone said to me today, can Arsenal win the league? My answer would be Yes, they can win the league because I don't think they're going to sit on their hands and knees and not try to go for it in the January window. Arsenal's back; you can say no, you can you can't fight it. In my opinion, there's no
0: fighting it. I wish I had your positivity, but I don't. And um, you know, I think we'll definitely get Champions League. That's for sure, and I'm okay with that. Um, But yeah, I I just our, our bench isn't good enough. I have to watch these guys, unfortunately, and. The bench stinks. The bench stinks. I'm just Eddie and Katia and and say Jesus gets hurt, then we're in fucking trouble. Yep. Eddie and Katia down the down the middle is not scaring anybody in the Premier League. That's a yeah. walk in the park for any center back. Period. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the games this weekend. Um, you guys kick it off. Man City. We talked about the. Uh, Champions League performance, very, very going through the motions. So um, Man City at the King Power going against Leicester City. What do you think of this game? Are uh, you worried about Leicester City? They They were very, very clinical last week.
1: So I'm going to pull up their recent form just to kind of make sure I have a full understanding as to what they've been doing lately. I'm always nervous about teams that the world thinks are – Shit, but somehow they play very very well against city so in their last two games they slapped they had their last two opponents haven't scored they've played 180 minutes of giving up zero goals they slapped two against uh Leeds, and they slapped four against wolves um mm-hmm. yuri had a goloso in the in last game uh harry barnes oh, had sir. a great goal yeah it was sweet um they're they're playing quite well, and so of course I'm going to be nervous about them. Um, they did lose, they won, one drew, lost, and then won. So I think they're this is a bad time to play them. I think they're playing well. Um, it's there. You always kind of talk, you kind of hype that up more than I do. I just always feel like
0: away games just, are a big deal in yeah. the Premier League. Um, yeah, always, always. It's always tough to go to these places. And, you know, you had a... Did you travel for that game midweek? I can't remember. Um, did no, we? No, it was at home, right? No,
1: it was at home. Okay. Wait, wait, for Dortmund? Yeah, yeah Dortmund. No, it was at Dortmund, actually.
0: Was it? Yeah.
1: Up. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. But either way, yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough road game. Um, The problem is... If you look at the XG last weekend for that Wolves 4-0 win, um, Leicester City outperformed their XG by three goals. Wolves underperformed. They had a 2XG in that. And, of course, they can't finish shit. So what I'm saying is if you give Man City a a 2-something XG, you're going to get some goals. So I think it'll be a good game. I do think Leicester will show up, but I don't think it will be enough. I don't. I think it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be entertaining. A good way to start off the Premier League weekend. Um, but I think Man City will will finish them off. I think it'll be like a 4-2, 4-2 kind of game. Uh, Man City wins. What do you
1: All got? right. I'll get that down as your prediction. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Before
0: you give your prediction, yeah. didn't you say something was up with Howland? He might not be playing this game?
1: Yeah, he might be playing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he might be gotta... playing or might not be playing. He he might be he might be. Um, uh-huh, okay. Pep likes to keep that shit hella secretive. Um, he's yep. real kind of he'll he'll open up and talk about the players, but he'll say I don't know. we'll, we'll see game time decision type shit. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm betting Alvarez starts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm betting that um, there's a Riyad Mahrez problem that Man City have right now, and I just want to go ahead and make sure we I'll get. Take it. It.
0: Uh, they, they it's us. Give us another Man City player. I'll take Mara's right now.
1: I'm happy that another club admits that 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 there's some quality and some skill there. I still have confidence in the man. I just feel like he's he's not he doesn't have any confidence. Um, yeah. Pens are all about confidence, right? You approach that mm-hmm. concept with knowing oh, that was that a bad miss. it was it was. Yeah, he's had a couple bad misses now, and so. um anyone bitching about why he why he took it erling was off kevin wasn't on um i don't think gundo was on at the time <laughs> gundo did get some on later but yeah mares isn't taking them now pep's already come out and said that um kind of want to back up a little bit uh this team is from a mental standpoint has completely erased the liverpool loss for two reasons one when they negated the win by losing the Forest, you have no idea how much within the club there's been sources that have said, we're fine. It's not that big of a deal. The other thing is, I think I said on the pod, Pep came out. I think it was on that. We lost on that su- on that Sunday. It was that Tuesday or Wednesday morning. He came out in a closed-door meeting Had he had with the players and said, that loss is on me i i got that loss wrong because of the tactical decisions so when when you have that early on in the year with new players that are trying to adapt to the system there's an immediate type of damn this guy's real we we can get this shit i i appreciate that type of stuff and it only helps um also segue to pablo Vieira or pop fucking hell i just love just calling him Vieira. v your your viera uh he needs to go to the Bernardo school, Bernardo Silva school of midfield. Yeah, you said that Dude, last time. That was a great he, point. He needs to spend a summer with him, and I'm telling you, he all will be right in the world. Him and Bernardo's need need to get 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 together. Uh, but yeah, yeah sure. City City are playing Leicester at a tough time. It's going to be a tough match. You're going four two. I'm going to go ahead and go with a three nothing victory. I think defensively, no. yeah, defensively is something that we're going to try to hone in on this game um and ironically i can't even tell you who i'm expecting uh we ended the dortmund game with four center backs jao uh, yeah. has literally started every game i wouldn't be surprised if he gets a rest uh sergio gomez can we get some confidence back after the red card you had in europe um, which was a disaster and well earned so i don't know i really have faith in the kid um i've completely erased my thoughts on him being started being part of the back four starting in the Champions League final because that because of that red card he needs more time yeah. I got that completely yeah. wrong uh, so I'm I'm trying to adjust to that but I still believe Julian's gonna put in at least one or two so I'm going three nil city
0: if you believe that do you want to take him for your goal parlay I do
1: yeah let's okay. start it off there and I, yeah, I'm, I'm going perfect
0: I'll let you sucker me into that
1: because you got someone else in mind. I know you do. You no. Fucking no actually, I don't. Ball. I'm not
0: even kidding. The only, I have just one player in mind. I mean, he's an Arsenal player. Um, but nobody. Right. Nobody like I'm fighting at the bit for, but you said it. And um, update on Holland is he will be assessed before the game to see if he can play. So Boom. that sounds like a 30-minute cameo off the bench. If they need a goal, if it's the scoreline you're predicting, might as well rest him, right? Why play him? Yeah. No. Why I play them? But uh, next game. By the way, I'm excited for this weekend. I've been busy the last couple weekends. This weekend, I'm just I'm watching sports all weekend. Starting tonight, yeah. World Series, Knicks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for this weekend. I, I, last last weekend, I mixed, missed Mike almost every game. This weekend, I'll be watching every game for sure. So full full analysis on uh, Monday. But yeah, oh, next yeah. one. Burnmouth at home against Spurs. This is interesting. This is interesting. Spurs not looking good. No. Two losses and a draw. Two losses yeah. and a draw. Terrible form. Is this going to be a game where they go to Burnmouth and they smack them around? Or is Burnmouth going to continue that run of bad form? The injuries for Tottenham. The old bums that they brought in. Perisic. He's slowing down big time, big time. I did not understand that signing. I did, but they were going to make him their primary wing, wing back. Their wingbacks suck, and Conte runs a wingback system. And you're bringing in a 33 year old Ivan Perisic, who's coming over to a more physical league, in the Premier League. And you can see he's already slowing down. He he looks like a, a donkey out there. Slow, no pace at all. Just said you dropped know. offline. You're there I'm here yeah absolutely okay just said you went offline that's weird Um, but anyway it's working so yeah no he looks slow man and yes I don't think it's recording your audio are you sure because it says everything's good with me yeah no it's it's says offline Um, we can continue but I have a feeling that it's not recording I'll show you Hmm. maybe just refresh your screen I just sent sent you a text. But yeah, I see it says it on yours and it's not like showing the audio bars, so I have a feeling it's not.
1: It's showing the ROVs for me. Offline.
0: You see the text?
1: Yeah, I see the text. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, just refresh it maybe.
1: Alright, cool. I'll go ahead and do that.
0: There you are. You're back online. All right. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So Perif- Perisic slow, and then Kulisevsky, Richarlison, both out. That hurts their depth. You know, they played a lot of games in the past ten days. So, what do you? What are your thoughts on this? Bad form continues, or they get it together here?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, world class, they called them.
0: World Cup football, international football is a totally different style, too, from Premier League. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. For sure. hmm <laughs> That was hilarious that was hilarious
0: mhm yeah but when it when it worked against when it worked for them against Cucure, well, the the Cucurella thing, they made t-shirts about it, so go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say. You know, they were openly celebrating it. Nobody nobody was having honest conversations then. You know, there's no honest conversations with, with Tottenham fans. An honest conversation does not involve uh, uh, Parasit being world class or, or, oh, drink our tears, Chelsea fans. We, it wasn't called, so we won the game and evened it up. It was dessert. No. You guys made T-shirts about that, and now you want people to, to be honest. Now you want to be have an honesty. Like, there's only one thing to be honest about. You guys haven't won a trophy in 15 years. That's that's what we can be honest about. Okay? That's what we'll be honest about. But well, what's your prediction for this game? Yeah. I, I was going to say something like that as well. I'm not going to copy it. I'm just going to say it's going to be a 1-0 Spurs. And then they'll have a tough game against Marseille. So I think, like, this will be another snooze fest. Luckily, there's other games on at 10 a.m. This will be on the uh, – maybe I'll have it on my phone on a, on a six-inch screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's other games. So, yeah, I'm going to say 1-0. Um, next game, Brentford versus Wolves. This is at Brentford. They need to bounce back. They got slapped up by um they get slapped by Aston Villa. The new look Aston Villa team uh, slapped them up for nothing. So I'm expecting response home against Wolves. I will take them and I'm going to take Ivan Tony for a goal. That's gonna be my first, and I'm gonna take them in a uh, 2-0 win against Wolves. 2 0. And Ivan Tony's is going to be my first uh, goal scorer of the week. It's a home game. They perform a lot better at home, Brentford. 3 0. That's good. That's good. More goals, more chances for Tony to score. Next one. Interesting game. Brighton. The Seagulls, it's homecoming, return, return of the Mac with his new look, <laughs> return of the Mac, they're going to play that when he comes back, Graham Potter going back to Brighton and yeah, this, this is this is an interesting one, Brighton still playing decent football, four wins, four losses, three draws, tough team, you saw them last week, uh, they played you guys tough right, against Man City last weekend. Um, they gave you guys, they gave you guys a, a game. So they're a tough. They're going to be tough. They'll be up for this. They'll be up for the Grand Potter homecoming. Spoil it. Spoilers. Spoilers of the week. And uh, yeah, Chelsea. You know, inconsistent. You know, they had a good, good midweek Champions League game where they had two bangers from Kovacic and uh, Havertz. That Havertz goal was really nice. But yeah, last two games draws. So. I'm not sure about this game. This is a tough one for me. Like I said, Brighton's going to be up for it, and Chelsea's going to want to pick up three points here because their last two have been draws. So it's definitely going to be interesting. But, you know, Reese James, Conte, guys like that out. You know, Reese James provides a lot of creativity for Chelsea. When he's out, they look a little different. They look a little different when Jake is out from State Farm. So I don't know. I'm going to pick a Chelsea win. I think they're going to win it but i think it's going to be a very close game i'm going to say uh 2-1 chelsea
2: victory not even a draw and they're cu- they're winning
0: okay i love it you get next goal scorer too by the way we go like that back and forth so keep that in mind
2: Obama? No. Oh. <laughs> Sterling. Raheem the Dream.
0: Yeah, he, he hasn't – he scored, what, like three goals in his first three games? You I know, I think he hasn't scored since, so – um it's, it has been a month. I think his last goals were like that two-goal game against, I forget who they played, but yeah, it's been a while for him. So that's a good shout. That's a good shout for sure. But is he going to be able to score by playing wingback? I mean, that was weird, man. That was interesting to see him at fucking wingback, dude. Pulisic at the other wing back. I don't know, man. I don't like when managers experiment like that. You know, if if they're at wing back, you know, they deserve that two one loss. That's not Raheem Sterling is not a wing back. Fucking Pulisic is not a fucking wing back, man. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to that game though. Crystal Palace at home against Southampton. Palace need to pick up a win here. They've been off of it a little bit. Hitting a little dip in form um, against Southampton, who picked up a good draw last weekend. Southampton is just so tough to predict. They can look really good one week, really bad. They were good last week, so I think and and Crystal Palace needs to get it together. Vieira was looking angry last game at that performance they had. So I think they'll get it together here. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Palace victory.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm
0: draw. Yeah, Palace would be disappointed with that for sure. Definitely would be disappointed with that. Um, But, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, Newcastle-Villa. I think this is another good game at 10. Definitely a good one. I'll be interested in that. Newcastle, top four Newcastle. And, um, yeah, Aston Villa coming in off a 4-0 win. Unai Emery, first game back. Let's see what happens here. This is an interesting game, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Good evening. Um, yeah, Newcastle looks great. Continuing just to pick only one loss on the season. That's crazy. Only one loss. Five wins, six draws. So, you know, they're picking up points pretty much everywhere they go. This is a home game. So this is a really tough debut for Emory. Uh, I think Newcastle wins this one. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1. to I'm going with that score a lot this week. So... It probably won't happen at all because of that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going 2-1, to one and I'm taking Almiron. Almiron's on fire, on in form. I'm taking Almiron with another goal this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this a lot. We'll see what happens. Curious to see how – yeah, no, 2-1. Two, 2-1's one, two, everywhere. Curious to see how Emery sets up. Really am. Um, definitely going to be a tactical – interesting tactical. Yeah, I I think he's a a better tournament manager. He will set your team up in tournaments. He always gets good results in tournaments. But in the league, kind of struggles for sure. So as a tournament manager, for sure. Like, you know, Villa in the FA Cup, Villa in the Carabao Cup, could maybe see a deep run. He's very good in, in tournaments. You know, he got Arsenal to Europa final. He got Villarreal, Champions League semifinal, won it with Sevilla, uh, the Europa League. So he's a great tournament manager. So, like, Villa in the in the cup games, that might be, like, a sneaky bet to just appear in, like, a semifinal. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't understand the move. I think I said this last podcast. Like, coming to the Premier League where now you got – Seven teams fighting for European spots with Newcastle now. So I don't understand what the goal is for him. You know, you can you can go to La Liga with Villarreal and you could do bits. There's only two good teams, three good teams. Um, So I, I don't understand the move. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I'm curious to see how he's going to set them up. Okay. Yeah. Saint James, that's a tough that's such a tough away game for
2: your first first game back. Yeah. Yep. Um
0: last game of the day tomorrow, Fulham. Actually, what? There's a 245 game tomorrow. That's weird. You see that? Yeah, Liverpool and Leeds play at two forty-five tomorrow. Interesting. I'm, I'm I'm good with it though. I'm good with it. Um, but yeah, Fulham versus Everton is the twelve thirty game tomorrow. And um, yeah, Fulham man, another impressive team sitting in seventh right now. Very impressive. This is a home game for them. Everton, Everton's starting to play a little bit better. Um, I'm very I'm very unsure about this. William got a goal uh, last week. That was interesting. And uh Mitrovich continuing to bang goals. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with the home team here. And I'm gonna go with another two. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna be a one nil, Fulham. It's gonna be a tough game. Um not a lot of goals, a lot of chances, a lot of saves, but yeah, Bert Leno first first Pickford. There'll be a lot of saves there. And one zero full
2: could be yeah definitely Syracuse Notre Dame baby noon noon yeah perfect <laughs> yeah I hope so. I hope so. Yep. Which is
0: going for a hat trick, then you flip over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ohio State Penn State at noon tomorrow as well. 2, two. 7 and 0 Ohio State, 6 and 1 Penn State. That'll be a good game. Better than and Everton, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um so yeah, 2:45 game. Uh, obviously U.S. time. But, yeah, that's that's weird. I can't believe that's on a Saturday. But, yeah, 245 uh, Liverpool at Anfield against Leeds. Leeds showed up versus Arsenal, but, you know, they've they've put in inconsistent performances really all year. Only two wins from them. Um, and, you know, Liverpool at Anfield, they ain't going to lose for sure. And you're going to expect Klopp to, to be like, we need a fucking response here. So, I think this is gonna be a four to one Liverpool win
2: Mhm no nope. No way,
0: yeah. But you're gonna pick it. What? <laughs> if that fucking happens, that happens. You get an extra point for that. If you if you hit that if you hit that on the head, you get four points
2: for that. Ted Lasso, fucking. Yeah.
0: That would be huge. That would be huge. So, hey, I wouldn't mind it happening. Mo Salah. All right. Cool. Arsenal at home versus Nottingham Forest, 10 a.m. start time. Like I said, I need I need a big 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 showing here. Home against the bottom of the table Nottingham Forest. Performances have been inconsistent. I'm expecting them to show up. Arteta, there was no way he was happy yesterday. No fucking way. He even said it. He's he's telling the boys this is a huge game Sunday. And it is. You know, you want to go into the World Cup with 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 good momentum. You want to go in top of the league you don't want to go in if you have any aspirations to win the league which I said they're not going to but you know Arteta is saying we could do it we could do it guys but if you have any aspirations to do that this is a big game you gotta win these last three Premier League games and it starts here with a good performance launch yourself into some good momentum for these last four games including the Carabao Cup so yeah I want to see a good showing I want to see, you know, Saliba for me. He's kind of hitting a dip in form. I want to see him back on his A game. I want to see Gabriel making smart decisions. I want a clean sheet here. And I want at least three goals from Arsenal. Three goals. No excuses. Nottingham Forest is coming to park the bus for sure. We can break that down. We have the creativity. We have Odegaard, Jesus. We have the creativity to break it down. So I want three goals. I want a penalty. And my last goal scorer, Bukayo Saka. I'm taking him this week. He's going to score for us. And, yeah, I want a, I want a 3-0, period. Period. And I want to see the bench come off Come off the bench. I want to see a performance from it and Got to start showing something, dude. You're the backup striker at Arsenal. You could be the starter at any moment if something happens to Jesus. You have to show up. So I want a full team performance here for sure. 3-0. What you got?
2: Not acceptable. You could take it, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So you think that's going to happen here? Two pens.
0: Saka's taking both? He looks like he's our pen taker. Remember, he took the big one against Liverpool. So that, to me, says Saka is the penalty taker for this team. Kevin, yeah, I was going to say, the Bruyne. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So, yeah, I want a response there. And to, to top off the weekend, Man United at Old Trafford versus West Ham. Good game here. Um, probably be watching it. Giants play at 4 p.m. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. West Ham starting to climb the table a little bit, right? It's been a topic for us. Disappointing start to the season. But they're starting to climb a little bit. Right now they're in 10th. You know, they were in that relegation zone not that long ago, probably like three weeks ago. So starting to climb the table. Manchester United playing good football right now. Destroyed Tottenham. Got a draw against Chelsea. Came from behind in the 90th minute to get a draw at the bridge. What do you think here? I think this is an interesting game.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. United?
0: No, I think they played them all. West Ham. No, Man United. Play, played all of them, I think. Yeah, they've had the toughest schedule, so that's yeah. They got that's that's scary because they're sitting in f- what are they in? Third? No, fifth. Six, six. No, wait, wait, hold on. Let's get this right. They're in six, but they're they're right there, and yes, they they played Chelsea. They played City. They played Liverpool, they played Arsenal, and they played Tottenham as well. So yeah, they played every team. So they're, they're, the second half of their first half schedule is going to be very easy. So um, yeah, they got 20 points. They're one behind fourth for Newcastle. So yeah, it, scary, scary. And they have a game. They have a game in hand too on on Newcastle and Tottenham. So. No nah, for sure no wow that's a that's a you know clear victory for them um I don't think it's gonna be that clear, but I do think they will win. I think it's gonna be I'm going to end it with my pick of the week, 2-1, <laughs> Man United. I'm going 2-1, Man United. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. They're playing good, which I hate to say, but they we have to give them credit. They are looking good lately, and it should be interesting. You know, West Ham needs to – if they want to fight for those top seven spots, they this will be a huge win. You know, if they have, if they have aspirations aspirations to get back in Conference League, that seventh-place spot – this is a win that they need. So I think they'll show up, they'll be fighting, but Man United will just have enough quality to to get over the edge. And yeah, that's it. Um that's it for the week. What were our goal scores? Yeah, me too. That's right. All right, cool. That locks it in. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm excited for this weekend, man. I will be watching everything that happens. I might even turn on that Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight as well. <laughs> I was just reading before you got on here that he Silva was like knocked out twice in training. That is not a good sign. That means he's his chin is going to be wobbly. So. Yeah, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting money on Paul to knock his ass out. But we'll see. Uh, like I said, lots of good wins. Seven and one. New York Giants, seven and one this weekend. I I think I think if they're gonna lose one, because their next three are Seahawks, Lions, and not the Titans, the Texans. So I think if they're gonna lose one of those three, it's gonna be a road trip to Seattle. So I think it'll be a tough game. I'm going to say they're going to win, but yeah, it's definitely going to be another close game just like all their fucking games are. Coaching, coaching, coaching. Yeah, great coaching. We'll do that um we'll do that on our next podcast. We'll go over the Seahawks game, talk about that. Um but yeah, it's been it's been nice. Did not expect 6-1.
2: mm-hmm <laughs> tough, toughness.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely exciting times and exciting weekend to do absolutely fucking nothing and just watch sports so we'll end on that one we'll be talking a lot this weekend and uh yeah we'll we'll reconvene monday and hopefully uh three points for the gunners three points for city Actually. I can't say that. Eh, Fuck it. Three points for sitting. I want you to be happy, my friend.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'll be heated. Yes. Fossil football, yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes tomorrow when they go to Burnmouth. We could be, we could be laughing at them on Monday. And a tough game against Marseille. That would be absolutely hilarious if they get bounced out and end up in the in the Europa. Would be hilarious. But anyway, we'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, episode 14, moving along, getting up there in the numbers. Tiare Henri episode, The Goat, episode 14, The Goat. Tiare Henry style, signing out.